Hey, welcome to another episode of the Michigan Maniac Podcast. I am your host, Adam Brewer, and this is the Ask Me Anything episode. Alright, this seems to be a little bit of the fun one. Um, before we do anything, let's obviously get into the housekeeping. Uh, YouTube, going down sometime, don't know when, and... <laughs> I know it's a beaten record at this point, but or a broken record, beaten horse, the same things. Anyways, uh, also go to the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook and the Michigan Maniac uh, podcast Instagram. I put up my own memes, other things I find, all Michigan, whatever is interesting, something we could talk about. I put up some polls, some talking notes, whatever. It's all fun. It's all good. Uh, check it out. Also, if you go to the Michigan Maniac uh, fan page and leave a review, or if you go to iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, either way, same thing, leave a review there. If you do that, please give me your uh, hit me up on the DM and let me know your full name, your address, and uh, which platform you put the the uh, review on, and I will go ahead and send you a F- Maniac logo sticker so it's pretty great people seem to love it i've had to reorder a few times now so it's working it's getting out there really enjoy it um also you can check me out on twitter i'm starting to get the hang of it kind of i know i'm old so twitter kind of scares me um but it's at maniacs podcast check it out i live now that i'm off the drugs for my knee uh knee injury and stuff that i just had the surgery i'm a little bit more lucid i'm aware of what's going on so uh be ready i'm going to start live tweeting games again uh that's about it guys so let's get into this thing um so they ask me anything, and I mean, you can ask me anything. I don't care if it's personal, whatever, I'll answer it. Or if I don't, I'll tell you why I don't want to answer it. But for the, I'm pretty wide open, so I'm willing to answer pretty much anything. But uh, first one comes from uh, Frankie Mumbles. Uh, let's see here. What do you think of D'Antonio stepping down, and who do you think gets hired? <laughs> I think it's... Uh, it's either incredibly bad timing or he's a real douche. He waited till that $4 million uh, bonus or sign-on or whatever the hell was in his contract that he got to kick in, and then he steps down. Uh, he signs one of the worst recruiting classes in Michigan State history, or at least one of them. You know, it was pretty bad. I don't even think they got a, a four-star in the whole group. Um, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't even know they got. Jeez, I think they got all just three and two stars. Not saying that they can't turn out to be something, but that's not great. Um, and then he just leaves them high and dry. It's kind of funny. Um, I, but I mean, who didn't see this coming? You know what I mean? Like he's and I've been preaching this, and I have done numerous episodes. It's easy to find anything that has Michigan State on it on labeled in the episode. You know, I'm taking a shot. At D'Antonio, I call him D'Antoni, D'Antonio, uh, whatever. I have different names for this idiot. But um, ever since Harbaugh got back, ever since Michigan became good again and relevant again, that's when Michigan State fell apart. And you can, and as soon as we went bad, as soon as uh, Rich Rod got hired, that's when Michigan State started its ascent. Now that Harbaugh's got here, they started their descent back to where they belong. 
little brother. That's just how it's always been. That's how it's always going to be. So who's going to go? I don't know. I don't. I, I've heard Luke Fickle. Uh, I get he's done really well in Cincinnati. I mean, really well. But you know, he Michigan State's in. Got a few things going against it for any head coach that's going to come in and try and do something, right? I don't want to hear anybody say, well, D'Antoni did it. No, he didn't. D'Antonio didn't do it uh, in any time and where Michigan was at the top. He just didn't. He did it in the Rich Rod, uh, Freddie Flintstone, Brady Hoke eras. So that's not comparable. Any other, I think Jeff Coat did a pretty decent job every once in a while, but not on a very consistent basis. So what Michigan State has that's really bad and go, not going in its favor is, one, it's in the Big Ten East, right? Maybe if you're in the Big Ten West, where your main competition in just wins every year is going to be Wisconsin, Iowa, and, well, I guess now Minnesota. But, you know, that's why Minnesota's been able to make such a, a good upswing, a good, you know, get their feet planned and start moving in the right direction because they're in the West and they played one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen any play, any team play outside the SEC. So that's a joke, by the way. Uh, they're in the, they're in the uh, Big Ten East. So they're fighting against Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan every year. They're playing these three schools or what at home and away to whatever whatever the schedules are but they have to play those guys constantly that doesn't help with recruiting also they're not even the most popular school in their state they can't out out recruit michigan most of the time they they're lucky if they get what michigan doesn't want and i mean they may even if they don't get the right coach they may even fall behind eastern and central michigan in popularity just might. I mean, they're awful. So that's what they're dealing with. So God bless Luke Fickle if he wants that mess. Okay, come on in. I mean, he did do a good job with Cincinnati, so I'll give him credit on that. But outside of that, though, there's – I don't know who you're going to get. I don't know who you're going to get that's going to uh, bring Michigan State back to their supposed glory. Uh so, I, to be quite honest, on the second one, who's going to get hired? I don't care. I think it's a mess, whoever takes it. So, um, now, the next couple are from Jack Harder. Uh, question one, what's your take on the current status of, oh, of Jim Harbaugh's contract extension? I don't know. I like it. I'll be honest. I think from the get, I said I'm, any, I'm giving Harbaugh anywhere between five to eight years to get everything on track and get us going. Now I'm leaning more towards eight on this, so that would take us into what the twenty uh, twenty twenty no no twenty twenty two right because right now uh, he just finished his sixth uh, maybe twenty two uh, whatever I I see I see the thing I think it's a good idea I think he's coming up on one of his best recruiting classes in a long time with the twenty twenty one class so by the time they're ready they're hitting their stride more likely in the starting lineup probably around 2022 uh then you're looking for everything to pay off because i think everybody's pointing to the 2022 season as one of the easier ones that michigan has set up so that's going to be paying dividends there uh plus he makes a ton of money for michigan that's obviously very important to the university and now the boosters may not always agree with that, but listen, you have this many sellouts 
110 plus, 111 plus, that's a lot of money for the university. And they don't want to go back to the dark days of Brady Hoke and and Rich Rod. Now, I'm sure if he if we don't, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great coaches that we could probably get that could step up and do wondrous things for us. Uh, but I don't know. I think we're on the right track. I, I know we haven't been patient as a fan base, but like I've always said, he got us back to where we were a constant, where we always said, this is what Michigan does, because as far as I've been alive... And I've been a Michigan fan, so we'll just go with my Michigan fandom when it started in 83. Michigan has always been a 9-win, 10-win team. We always have been. Plain and simple. We were luckier that they didn't have divisions and we didn't have to always worry about where you fell in that position to get to a Big Ten title. And then we got lucky one or two years, but, well, not lucky, but it could have been set up beautifully if we didn't have Brady Hoke, is that uh, we were in that legion, that leaders and legends bullshit, but the way they had the division set up was perfect. And if we would have kept that, we could have been in just Jim Harbaugh's era, we could have been in at least three Big Ten title games. Big 10 title games, we could have been in three of them if we were in a different division. He starts beating Ohio State on a regular basis or even gets one. We stop worrying about all this other baloney. So, so far, in my opinion, he's done a great job. He got us right back, immediately right back to 10 wins. Right? We were we're taken seriously. We we're always recruiting at a top ten level. And I'm telling you, two what two out of the f- six years he's been here, we were going in on the last week of the year against Ohio State to get into the Big Ten title game and into the playoffs. I mean you can't ask for much more than that. He's doing what he can. I know we need to beat Ohio State. I get it. I understand that. That is huge. I we need to do that. I'm not making excuses for him on that one. But everything else, and then bowl games. Let's face it. Bowl games don't mean as much as they used to anymore. I don't care about the bowl game. I would love to see us win a few just because I think, personally, to me, I think it helps boost us, helps a good lead-in for the next season. But overall, I'm not that worried about it. It's, you know... It's uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a nice little vacation for the boys. I don't really care. I just don't. You know, it's unless it's a Rose Bowl, then that has like sentimental value to me. And if you're in the Rose Bowl, that means you've probably done something good in the season. So yeah, if you're at the Verbo Citrus Bowl, I don't care. It just makes no difference. I, it makes zero difference to me. So. Uh, other than that, I think it's, yeah, it's a great deal. Get him up to 2024, whatever. Shit, sign him to 20 fucking 30. I don't give a shit because I think he's doing a great job. And when he needs to make the hard call, he does. Uh, when it come, And he always makes good hires. We haven't had much to complain because, let's face it, through all the offensive coordinators that we've had recently, right? Uh, Jed Bush. Is he had Jed Bush, wasn't it? Jed Fish. Bush, what am I talking about? Jed Fish to... Uh, Drevno to Pep Hamilton and Josh Gaddis. I think we you can see he's made the right hire. We're better. I mean this this Jean Paul Mary or Mary whatever. 
this dude, everything I hear is doing great. I don't know. I, I don't even know if that's his name. But, uh, you know, the new defensive guy they got uh, can recruit Texas and California, and that's what we need, right? Uh, so he's making the right calls. I, I, I don't see where we're in a worse. I think we might be in a worse situation if he leaves. I don't know. That's just me. Um, second, what's your take on Frank Clark's sack? Do you think it was significant as Brendan Graham's sack in the fun? Well, no, I, I think it was all right. I mean, it was important for Kansas City, but I think that Brandon Graham, uh, for the significance of a, from a Michigan guy, for me, it was Graham. That was more, more important because it was Graham tackling Brady to decide a Super Bowl. To me, as a Michigan fan, that's fucking awesome. I loved it. I loved. I was going for Brady to win it. I wanted Brady to win it. That was one of the best performances I've ever seen a quarterback uh, have in a Super Bowl. Uh, but, I mean, you know, if you're going to lose, if Brady's going to lose, I was glad that it was at the hand of another Michigan player. So I'm good with it. So I'd say, I'd say uh, Graham was more significant in general. Um What's the rumors on transfers of oh, Juco players, Stanford guy, the guy from Iowa? I don't know. be quite honest, I've tried to read up as much as I can on some stuff, but everything just seems to have either be business as usual or just like the, the trails have gone cold. So don't know what's really going on with that. I mean, I think they, they must feel pretty comfortable with where they're at, I guess, at D-tackle to not really be making a push or maybe there's some rules that they have to hold on to or you can't really do this yet or I don't know. I, I'm not that savvy uh, in the whole transfer portal situation. So, I mean, I hope we get one more. I hope we do. I hope we get a solid kid. And I, to be quite honest, I don't really care where. But, I mean, with the chubby face assassin um, and then we, we have... Uh, Let's see, Hinton and Mozzie Smith and, uh, well, I guess Donovan Jeter? I don't know. We have enough. I mean, let's just see. One one more isn't going to hurt. I mean, you'd rather have more than just barely. So, yeah, I'd like to see one more, but I don't really know what's going on. Um, let's see here. Oh, so the one... This he's asking uh, since uh, Harbaugh has been head coach the first few years he has some special design trickery plays uh, big one the line formation where they stood in the line that split out uh, this year the direct snap to the running back however that's called the wildcat I guess however after seeing the Super Bowl Casey did a nice twist uh, the running back downfield. What's your take on Harbaugh using trick plays? For the most part, I'll be honest. That, I think that's all that it has to really say. What, what do we think about Harbaugh's trick plays? For the most part, I think they're most of the time they're garbage. I have never been a huge trick play fan, only because to me, when you're looking for when you're looking to do a trick play, it tells me you're not confident about the plays. Now, like I said, this is just my opinion. <coughs> I mean, I guess they're cool when they work, but how often do they really work? You know, um, I think for the most part, uh, trick plays on offense, you you feel like you have to do something. You like your uh, you can't whatever your normal offense is isn't good enough to get the ball down the field, so you have to try to get them. And I get it; it's cool if you want to take a shot. I mean, I'm okay with fake punts, fake field goals. That's cool. I get that because there's a designate. Like, there's like uh, a true advantage 
and why you're doing that, right? I get the fake punt. I get the fake field goal because there are points on the fake field goal, you know, up for grabs there. I get it. Uh, Field position on a fake punt. I get that. But overall, the triple, you know, flea flickers or the triple option, the triple pass, all that stuff. I guess it's cool when it works, but to me, I don't really see them working that often. Because at the end of the day, especially that Kansas City one, what are you worried about? You knew the running back was going to get the ball and run it straight up the fucking middle. He wasn't going to try and throw anything. I guess he could have tried because that's what Derrick Henry did. So I guess in that, you have to kind of worry about that. But if you're a linebacker, you're filling the hole. Let the. I mean, I guess it depends on the position of what you play. Now, maybe if you're for safety or a cornerback, you got to worry a little bit more. But if you're a linebacker, a defensive lineman, th- whoever gets the ball is who you're trying to tackle. So who gives a shit? But yeah, it was it was a nice attempt. It really was. I'm good with it. Whatever. But I, for the most part, I'm not a huge fan of of uh, you know f- trick plays. Don't really care. Um, so what did you think of the Super Bowl? And oh, okay, and there's another one that's coming up. Well, I thought the Super Bowl actually. I didn't really care who won the Super Bowl, but I was. I thought it was going to be a great game, and it lived up to it. To be quite honest with you. Um, I, I'm, I was born and raised in Denver, so I'm very uh, familiar with uh, the Shanahan's just because Mike was a huge, huge uh, influence in Denver and widely considered one of the best Denver Bronco coaches ever. Um, so we're very familiar. So I would love to see Kyle actually win it. Um, but... I don't know. Like, Jimmy G, there was a reason. See, in the Super Bowl, I think you got to see why Jimmy G, even as good as he is, or he's going to be, isn't Tom Brady. And why there there was once very significant play. And that's with uh, Emmanuel Sanders has at least one to two steps on the two Kansas City cornerback uh, safety combo. And it's late in the game. Uh, it could have been the home run touchdown that San Francisco needed to seal the game. And Jimmy G put it a little too far out there. Brady would have made the play. That's the big difference. And it's it's a slight difference. For the most part, Jimmy G completed like something like 15 out of 17 in a row or something like that. So he had a really good game. But when everything's on the line, when you need to make a play, right, Jimmy G didn't make it. Brady would have. And... Mahomes did. Mahomes made the plays when he needed to make the plays. That's why Mahomes, to me, uh, phenomenal. Didn't have a great game in that Super Bowl. But when you needed him the most, he came through. You know, that's that's the big difference. Jimmy G is going to be good. And he may even get back to another Super Bowl. But for right now, you can see why he could never overtake Tom Brady. Because when you needed to make the play, Brady makes the play. For the most part, no one's perfect, but for the you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to argue it. So I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed the Super Bowl. I love the change of pace, even though I love Brady. I was okay with the Patriots not being there. Uh, two great, two great offenses. Uh, the 49ers actually really remind me of the Broncos back when they won with Mike Shanahan. That running, that running attack, the way they pass the ball, their defense. I love it. I love the way they do it. Big fan. Um, Kansas City. That offense is frightening fast, and I mean Kelsey, unbelievable. So I thought it was a great matchup. 
Um, I thought it played out exactly the way everything should have played out. And uh, good fit. Oh, the halftime show. Come on. Woof. That was that was one of the best, in my opinion. Because we all know halftime shows are going to suck, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, they're overdone, kind of lame, whatever. But this is the best kind of lame you could possibly give me. So I was very happy with that. Um, then let's go to his next question. Do you think the Michigan basketball team is a tournament team at this point? Um, well, I think we're getting better. I think that win against Rutgers was a big boost. Um, if we're going to be a tournament team, I think Livers needs to be a major player in that. I love to see where Brandon Johns is starting to make kind of some noise. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I mean, I know we're going to be a tournament team at least if we don't make the big boy tournament, the big dance, we're going to at least be INT, right? We'll make the, the INT, but, um, yeah, I, I think the last half of the season is really going to show it, right? How do we play against Ohio State, which I think is tonight? Um, how do we do against Michigan State coming up? How do we how do we do when we go back and we play Rutgers at Rutgers? There's a lot of different things right now that I think will prove how if we're growing as a team, what's going on, and if we're ultimately a tournament team. I think uh, right now, though, if I had to say, is I say yes, we barely get in only because our uh, non division. Team wins are awesome. They're great. We have a lot of really quality non-conference wins. Now, if we can beat Michigan State, that's another added bonus. I think we play Maryland. We can beat Maryland. That'll be great. I mean, we need to add about two more in there. And then you never know. If we hit our steam, our, our you know, we really get rolling by tournament time, by Big Ten tournament time, we could probably win it again. Because there have been worse Michigan teams that have big that have made big noise and won a tournament to get into the into the big dance. So let's see. I think we're in a good position. So I'm confident of that one. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um thank you, Johnny Ding Dong. Well, very good. We have I don't know if this is a theme today, but we got Frankie Mumbles, Jack Harder. I think I know Jack's that's his real name. Johnny Ding Dong. Uh, I don't know if that's his God given name, but we're getting there. Um also this is another another interesting person. Dolly, two tips. Uh, if you could set your all-time Michigan fantasy lineup, who would it be? Oh, shit. Well, I love that question, and I thought about it, and I'm actually going to do a full breakdown of why, like, stats and why I did it and their impact to me and all that kind of stuff coming up. But if I'm just going to give you a true, like, uh, fantasy lineup, that's why I want to do a whole show so I can go offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, all that stuff. But here, we're going to go with just a typical fantasy football lineup, okay? For me, Tom Brady, number one quarterback, bang. Then you go with the running backs. I am, for me, this is just my opinion, A-Train, Anthony Thomas, then Tyrone Wheatley. Love the way both of them ran. Um, I, they just, they are my form. That's just how I love a running back. I'm a much, I am more of a, uh, Derrick Henry, Mike Allstott type guy other than say, um, I love Barry Sanders. Don't get me wrong. I, but I don't know, just those dodgy quick, you know, quick move and boom gone type fellas. I love those guys. They're cool to watch, but I love to watch big men run other people over. Um, so 
And then wide receiver, I'm going Braylon Edwards. And I'm going to give three. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to give four on this one because the wide receivers are just its too plentiful. Um, I'm going Braylon Edwards, Desmond Howard, Amani Toomer, Nico Collins. Boom! I know you can go David Terrell or Marquise Walker. I get it. Blah. I understand. Those are your teams. You pick those guys, you go for it. Or even, hell, Mercury Hayes, uh, Jason Avant, I mean, Manningham. They're all over the place. But for me, Braylon Edwards, Nico Collins, Desmond Howard, and then you got Imani Toomer. I love size, and then you have the one little shifty guy, Howard, that could do it all. He leaps for everything. He went for everything. Great route runner. But then you've got size. Braylon Edwards, phenomenal at Michigan. Unstoppable. Um, Nico Collins, I think he has been underused. His talent to me is off the charts. He reminds me of Randy Moss in so many different ways. His body control, everything. I think he, with the right quarterback, it's phenomenal. Um, Amani Toomer, every time we needed a big play, to me, Amani Toomer, or yeah, Ty Streets too, but I'm not going to get Ty Streets, but Amani Toomer made those plays. Loved him, right? Um, so there, those are my, my four, my tight end. We're talking Tooman, baby. I know I, I wrestled with Jake Butt. Uh, there was also another one in there. I can't remember its freaking name right now. It was another weirdo name. Anyways, uh, but for me, Tooman. The, the, the combination of Brady Tooman was phenomenal. Loved it. Uh, so hook it up there. Jay Feely as the kicker. And then I'm just going to throw in uh, special teams and then. Uh, we'll we'll end it on that. Uh, for kickoffs, Desmond Howard. For uh, punts, Steve Breston. Boom! That's it. That's the list. Now, defensive. Listen, I know. I I well, Woodson. You could put Woodson at any one of those special teams players. I get it. All right. I if you want to do two kickoff guys, then put Desmond Howard and uh, Charles Woodson. I mean, they're phenomenal. I'm not going to argue that. But that's why I'm going to do a whole episode. I'm going to give you some, you know, highlights, whatever, about the offensive line. I mean, we we might have had, we have five of great, just unbelievable offensive line. My defensive line, I know you guys want to know that. Ty Lock, come on. There's so many, so many great positions and players, and it needs a whole episode of its own. So, guys, that's it. That's Ask Me Anything. Uh, I really appreciate all the... Uh, all you guys just interaction with me and the, us, we're trying to build this thing to become a juggernaut. Uh, I'm actually working on an interview here. Uh, it's If it works, if I can pull it off, it'll be huge. So um, we'll see what happens. But guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.